Hi everyone, this is Nancy with Relationships of the Heart. This is our learning community for leaders. Although what I'm going to be talking about today is focused on leaders, everyone is welcome to join and whether you're listening in now or you're listening in a little bit later. Uh, this applies to all of us. And as I said, though, I'm going to be really drilling into the area of leaders and leadership and relationships. Uh, there also is a definition out there that we are all leaders. And I agree with that. We are all leaders in some area of life. But also, there are people who are positional leaders. Those leaders may be pastors, you may own a company, you may be a CEO, but you also may be that uh, person that you are a leader within a company, but you are a director. You're not the CEO or the owner, but you oversee a department or the same thing within a church. Maybe you are a leader over a maintenance department somewhere in a church or in a business. That is a leader. That is a position that you hold. It's a title that you hold. Although we are all leaders, you may be a single mom in your home and you are the leader of that home. You are the mom in charge, right? You may be a single father. You are the leader in that home, but maybe you don't see yourself as a leader anywhere else, but you are a leader. So my hope is that this will just speak to you in an area of your heart, wherever you are at with your life. Today. I'm going to be using some material that is taken from the Relationships of the Heart Conference. When I have traveled outside of the USA, I have led this conference for leaders. Maybe there is a group of um, pastors or leaders serving in different capacities within churches, or sometimes we also have some business people that um, attend. I've also led like a mini conference. We kind of really shortened it up because of time uh, within a group in India that was a group of youth pastors. Uh, there has been a group in a, another country uh, where women attended and this was a group in India, a group of women that came in and we did a full day conference and you know my heart is really big in the area of when I travel outside of the USA I usually lead in areas and with group of people that normally would not have the opportunity to attend a conference like this in some areas we have hosted and led as I partnership with other people or in partnership with others and other leaders and they set it all up um, and then I get on the plane and I arrive and we partner with this together and that is a blessing to me because we're about relationships and we're connecting in relationships but if you are listening to me right now or later and you live in the USA 
you may really be able to identify when I say this. Currently, relationships are a struggle. Maybe you can think back six months ago, a year ago, and relationships you were in, whether it is with people within your church, or you are a leader in a church or in a business, and not that everything was perfect, but you can look at the relational struggles right now, and they're different. And I believe they're different because we are struggling in so many areas in the USA, whether it is with our political views, whether it is with our theological views as we apply them to our political views. It's like in many areas of our lives, in friendships, maybe even in marriages with our kids, it's like split apart and we keep hearing this word from different places and different areas, whether it's in church or politics or in general, we need to come together in unity. And so I believe I am here today to speak to you for such a time as this. When we look back at the book of Esther in the Old Testament, if we really dig into it and look at it, it dealt with political upheaval that was going on. Think of Haman, what he was doing behind the scenes, his manipulation to move into a place of power. That's what Haman was up to. But then we have Esther over here who became queen, who mainly she had a title, but back then women really did not have a voice like we do today, especially in the USA and other countries too, but I'll use that USA as an example. I can hop on here with you and talk to you, whether you're listening to me on my podcast or you're listening to me on my podcast in the area of anchor.fm slash relationships with Nancy. Yep, that's the address for my podcast. Or I'm on YouTube or I'm writing something or I published a book called A Hurting Heart Turned Inside Out. That, that's on Amazon if you're looking for that or you're interested. But as a woman, I don't really worry about if I write a book about my feelings or from my perspective as a woman who is a leader that I'm violating a law. It's okay for me to speak up. But Esther didn't live during that time. Esther didn't live during a time as I do today in the year 2021. So when Mordecai came to Esther to talk to her about speaking up and going to the king, she knew because of protocol that if she went without being requested that she could like lose her life. I mean, gone, dead, over. So it's not the same for women today. Dependent upon 
where you live, though, and what religion you are a part of. Now, when we look at relationships of the heart, because that's the name of our conference, relationships are important. They're very important. They were important back during the time of Esther and the king and what was going on there. And they are important now in our society. I say this a lot when I'm teaching is within the area of relationships. And you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It is filled with stories about relationships. It is filled with struggles. It is filled with the good, the bad, the blessings and the ugly. It is filled with the word talking about abundance and blessings, but it's also filled with loss. And today, as we grapple in our relationships, I know many times you may be thinking, I don't know what to do about this. I, I really don't know. I've tried everything. Whether it is with a family member, with a spouse, with uh, someone that is one of your employees and you are the owner, you are the CEO, whether you are a church leader and you are that person in a position and you have tried to the best of your ability to build a bridge when the bridge has broken down or blown up. But right now, maybe you're thinking of something yourself and it applies to what we've went through as a nation here in my nation or in the country where you live, because I know we have people who listen to us that are outside of the USA. We have people who are part of some of our leadership groups that are outside of the USA. There is a commonality. It may look different within each of our cultures or our languages or our groups, even in the USA. But there is something that's common and common to man, to women, that relationships can be a struggle. And in this last year, especially in the USA, there's something different that has floated to the top and it is the fear that people are struggling with. It is a fear that some, depending on their age or where they've lived, it is a fear and a type of fear that they've never experienced before. They are fearful. They are fearful if they will become ill. Fearful if they will lose a loved one. Just fearful. Fearful if they go outside or they're in a store that their life may be cut short. They are fearful. And then because of the political arena and upheaval and disagreements, not only is there fear in that area, but even outside of the fear, it's affecting our relationships. 
So today is where I'm taking you back to our relationship with Jesus. I'm going to take you back to an area that we talk about within a relationship of the heart conference. It's the foundation of our relationships. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are the people that I am talking to right now to remind you that this should be the priority relationship. Meaning, this also should be our foundation. And where do we learn about our relationship with Jesus Christ? We learn about it as we walk out our daily life in our relationships, but it begins with receiving Christ and then reading God's Word. Learning that how-to. Now, we read in the Bible that the Holy Spirit is our guide, is our counselor. We read in the book of Proverbs, if we need wisdom, and in James we are told to ask God and he will give it to us. And he will give it to us abundantly. But we just need to ask. So have you ever thought of this? Because many times when we ask for wisdom, I know this is how I handle it. Many times I'm asking for wisdom within what I'm doing. Maybe it's a task. Maybe I'm working on a book or I'm working on a, a course. Like for instance, we're getting ready to finally get this course out there in the area of focus. By the way, if you're interested in any of our courses, the next one that's coming up or future courses, just send me a message. Depending on where you are listening to me right now, send it in Messenger. Or you can also always get in touch with me at nancy at relationshipswithnancy.com. But please don't spam me out with a bunch of junk, okay? Connect with me because you're interested or you have a question. But today I decided I would pull out part of the teaching from our conference. And although you are just hearing my voice right now, usually is how this is handled. I start out with talking and teaching and laying a foundation on our topic. And then we have our leaders uh, break up into groups. And I give them some questions and they discuss those questions and then we discuss the answers to the questions within the entire group and this is how we learn from one another so this is why when you see a lot of our headings uh like for instance in our social media areas or sometime on a blog or a website uh, you will see me use the words learning community and learning community just means i launch this out there on certain topics uh, but we learn together because even now, even though I've developed the Relationship of the Heart Conference and all of these different areas within our learning community and there's more to come in the future, I still need to hear the voice of other people and their ideas and their thoughts. 
So if you listen to me now or you listen to this later, I would love to hear your thoughts about what I'm sharing or your questions within the comment section of wherever you're listening to this. If there is a chat there or you can also just send it to me directly in uh, messenger if you're on some platform out there that there is a chat attached or once again you can get in touch with me at nancy at relationshipswithnancy.com but i have sitting in front of me right now my hard copy for the entire conference and I've moved over to my tab four location with our title, Our Relationship with Jesus Christ. And I want to read the little paragraph that I have here. Our relationship with Christ encourages and teaches us to walk through life with a quiet heart in the midst of a broken and hurting world. And our scripture focus in this section is John 15, 1 through 17. Now let's go back and look at this again. Our relationship with Christ encourages and teaches us. Okay, that relationship we have with Christ, this isn't about with other people. Okay, this is with Christ. Teaches us to walk through life with a quiet heart. Now don't misunderstand me when I use the words quiet heart, and we're not gonna go into that today, but when I use the words quiet heart, that doesn't mean don't be bold, don't speak up, don't share your opinion, that you just sit in a corner and say nothing. No, I'm not talking about that kind of quiet when I read this. This is about that quiet heart within, but we're not gonna so much talk about that today. We're gonna, in general, talk about our relationship with Jesus, and another day we'll go into that area. But it is part of it. Because I believe when we have that close relationship with Christ, not that we won't have fear, but for people right now, listen up. Who you are just, you're on the edge of fear. You are wondering, where am I gonna get my next meal? How am I gonna eat? How am I gonna feel my ch feed my children? I have a job now, but what if something happens to the job? What if my car breaks down? What if I get sick? Do you notice those words I'm saying? What if? And if you are feeling that way right now, the best place to go is number one, pray, but number two, to begin to look at Jesus. No, we can't see Jesus sitting next to me physically. Like I'm sitting at my desk right now and off to the one side, I have this side chair that sits there. Um, it, it's not as if Jesus is like sitting in that chair right now and I'm conversing with him, although I can do that in prayer, but I can learn about him and about what my relationship should or could look like if I'm close to him and you're thinking, okay, how do I, how do I get close to him? Well, the main scripture that I've already pointed to is John 15, 1 through 17. 
And this is about staying close to the vine. And who is the vine? The vine is Jesus Christ. The vine is Jesus Christ. Jesus is that person that we read about in Isaiah 43:2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Now let's look back at the first part of this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. He's with you. So when we pass, it's like when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through those times, this is what we read in the Word of God, in the Bible, I will be with you. This is about the relationship. Have you ever had a friend or someone close to you and you're going through something really rough and maybe you're feeling alone and they look at you and they say, hey, don't worry, I'm with you in this. I'm standing beside you. Like they can't take that trouble away from you, but they're with you. Maybe it's a hospital situation. Maybe you're the one in the hospital and someones they're just sitting there. They're not talking to you, but they're there. They're, they're, they're with you. Or maybe you are that person that's sitting in the chair and you're with that person. I'm with you. This is what Jesus is telling us. When you pass through the waters, like those rough times, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you feel like, man, you're, you're drowning in trouble. They shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. I am with you. But where did I learn that he's with me? I learned he's with me from the word of God. From the word of God. here a second I'm just turning some pages here so I can pull up John 15 1 through 17 I encourage you to take some time as a leader if you are struggling right now I encourage you to take some time even if you've known it maybe you've done sermons on it maybe you have taught it maybe you read through it um, in your own time in your own study but it never hurts to go back and read it again. And this is where we can ask God to speak to us through this word, because we're told in the word, it is alive and active. It is alive and active. That means it can speak to us today in our situations. John 15, 1 through 17 and we call this the vine and the branches and if you hear some rustling here I've got my notes in front of me but also 
I've got my Bible in front of me because I want to find a couple notes in here that I've written in the, in the past. But when I designed the Relationship of the Heart Conference, we started with this scripture. When I say we, me and God, I sat down after I had three headings and this is where I landed to begin. This was the, was and still is today, the foundation of all that we teach. Now, you may not always hear me mention it, even in my writing, but this is where it all begins. Yes, community is important. Community, fellowship with other believers. Yes, reaching others is important, but guess what? This is important first. Jesus is important first. And I believe if you are struggling today, doesn't mean that struggle will go away. Doesn't mean the difficulty will go away, but it is possible. But if you are struggling today, use this as the first step of that solution. Sorry about the breaks here. Had a really dry throat this morning, so I'm taking a sip of water. I have water sitting here, and I also have my coffee sitting here. Okay, let's go into New King James, chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. And here's our key verse today. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Let me say that again. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So when we look at the fruit, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, think of even, let's go to an apple tree. An apple cannot exist unless the branch is there because the apple comes out of the branch. It's birthed from the branch. But the branch can't exist without the trunk of the tree. And the trunk of the tree cannot exist except for the roots. If the roots are bad, if they die, the tree will die. I'm gonna stop right there. I'm not gonna try and explain that any further. I'm just gonna allow that to sink in to your heart and your mind. How does this speak to you? So is what I like to do when I'm reading is sometime I'll read like, we'll, we'll say John 15, because I've used this a lot. Um, but when I was first putting this together within our conferences and our teaching, I would read all of chapter 15, and then I would go back and read verses 1 through 17, and then I would go back to the beginning and read the first few. So 1 through 4 is like a good chunk of scripture to stop 
and just read it, pray over it, meditate over it, and ask the Lord, what what are you trying to teach me here? What are you showing me here? And if you prefer, get out one, two, or three different versions to help you study it. Or also, uh, we use this in a conference, but I'm not going to go through that here. But go back into the Greek translation and read it and do a little deeper study. And as leaders, because we're speaking to leaders here, this is our learning community for leaders. And if you're listening to this on my podcast, the podcast is Relationships with Nancy. We don't use the word leader there, but if you're a leader and you're listening, apply this to your life as a leader. Because once again, I want to say this, I place this within this section of the conference and in our teaching because it's very easy for us as leaders to get working and doing and turning out tasks and being there for people. It's important. If you are a pastor, you're being uh, in relationship because that's part of what you're supposed to do. If you're not, then you need to really examine that. But as a pastor of a church, no matter whether small, medium, large, however you determine those numbers, you are the pastor or leader over that flock, over that group of people. Not the controller, not the high authoritative person. If you got off the track and this is just a side note, and you're going that other way that you're large and in charge and you're even bigger and large and in charge than God or Jesus, then you really need to go back and read this and also study that gift in the area of pastor because guess what? We are also to serve. We are to serve. That's a little side note there. But as leaders, we must remember our relationship of Christ is first. Not only if you are a pastor of a church, but if you are a CEO of a company, whether it's small, large, medium, This applies to us leaders. I know myself with everything that I've been doing in this last year, a lot of it, it is task oriented because of what's going on in our nation here um, and the rules and policies and everything. Um, It required me to be inside. Um, And so everything I've been doing has been very task oriented. But then sometime the Holy Spirit breaks through to remind me, and it's kind of like this question, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I doing all this? Why am I writing this? Why am I um, rewriting some of this material to fit in today? Because that's all task-oriented. But it's also following the Lord. And so if I want to go in the direction that he desires me to go with this, then I need to spend that time in prayer. I need to understand as much as I can with my eyes of today. What is John 15 saying? How do I stay attached to the vine? How do I stay in a close relationship with Jesus? What should that 
look like to me today? Now, I just looked down at my notes here. And within my study Bible, there's a little quote here from Amy Carmichael. Not who, sure who Amy Carmichael is? Do a little search and, and look for her. Our Lord, the beauty of our Lord and his righteousness. These are our priestly garments. Without that clothing, we have no priestly rights, powers, or virtues whatsoever. It is just another illustration of without. Me, you can do nothing. Without me. Let me say that again. It is just another illustration of without me, you can do nothing, be nothing too. And when we look back at these words that she uses about priestly garments, see, I can put on a beautiful, let's use purple, okay? I can put on a beautiful purple robe and beautiful gold sandals and I can put on a um, a crown or a beautiful hat and I can put on all kinds of gold or silver jewelry but priestly garments is not what will get me through the tough stuff of life I can dress up in my finest clothes. I can dress up in clothes like I'm going to a fancy party, a fancy dinner, or a fancy wedding. But that isn't what brings me close to Christ. Yeah, I like all those things. I like to get dressed up and dress nice with nice shoes and matching everything and put on my makeup. But that doesn't bring me close to Christ. Does that make sense to you? So I challenge you to begin to read John 15, 1 through 17. And that's just a little area, a little taste of part of what we cover within a Relationship of the Heart conference. And so I'm not sure when, but I'll be back again and I'll share a little bit more from our conference. So wherever you are listening to me, once again, if you would like to get in touch with me, whatever platform you're listening to me on, you can always look to see if there's a messenger there or a private chat. Uh, you can drop your questions or your comments there, or you can also email me at nancy at relationshipswithnancy.com.